Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Faith only appropriates what God has already provided by grace. If grace hasn't provided it, your faith doesn't make God do anything. Once I learned that I already had everything that God was ever going to give me, everything just started coming into place. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach on how you've already got it. That is the title of a book that I've been teaching from. This is now the uh, beginning of my fourth week of teaching on this. I've covered a lot of material. I just cannot go back and, and summarize everything, but it's really important. And everything I've been teaching has built uh, upon other things. So I encourage you to please get these materials. I tell you, this is a deal changer. Uh, this is a totally different paradigm than what most people have. Most people believe that God has power, that God can do things, but they believe that He's hesitant to do it, that it's hard to get God to move, that you have to beg and plead and on and on. I'm teaching just the opposite, that God has anticipated every problem that you'll ever have and before you ever had a need, God had already created the supply. He wants to do it. He's done it. It's done deal. From God's perspective, He's not healing people today. He did that 2,000 years ago. People are just appropriating what He's already provided. He's not prospering and blessing you today. He is. You, people are just receiving what He's already done. He doesn't have to lift a finger for you to be healed, delivered, and set free. He's done His part. It is there. And if you are a born-again believer, if Jesus is your personal Savior and Lord, then you have this miraculous working power, raising from the dead power, living on the inside of you. You don't need God to move. What you've got to do is renew your mind, believe what God says, and then start releasing, taking your authority and commanding and releasing the power of God to come into this physical world, into this physical manifestation. So this is what I've been talking about. Now I'm into my fourth week on this. And people just say, how can I believe this? And the, the reason it's so hard is because most people are just limited to what they can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. They only believe that this physical world is real. They don't believe in a spiritual world, and yet the Word of God teaches that. The Word of God teaches, John 4, 24, that God is a spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. I'm accurate to say that if you want to contact Him, if you want to receive from Him, you must do it in spirit and in truth. Everything you receive from God comes through the Spirit first. It doesn't come from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. When you got born again, you are a completely brand new person in your spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And your spirit has everything that you will ever need throughout all eternity. Your spirit is perfect and complete, and it's not a matter of getting God to do something new, to touch you, to release His power. When you got born again, you got everything in you that you will ever need or ever could need. It's a matter of releasing, not getting something more from God. The average Christian is constantly living in this state of, oh God, I need more faith. God, I need more power. I need more anointing. I need more of this. 
The truth is you've already got everything that you'll ever need. It's a matter of renewing your mind and drawing out what you have instead of trying to go get something. You know, that is relatively easy to say. But if you understand what I'm saying, man, that, that's a lot harder to live. Because again, every one of us were raised in this physical world to believe that what you can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel, that is total reality. There is nothing that exists beyond that, and yet that's not what the Word of God teaches. I've used a number of examples. I used Elisha and his servant. Yesterday on our program, I was using Daniel as an example that there is a spiritual world and there's things going on in the spiritual realm that we can't perceive with just our five senses. So in Daniel chapter 9, Daniel prayed a prayer asking for a revelation about a scripture that Jeremiah had written. And he began to pray in Daniel chapter 9, verse 3, and in Daniel 9, 20, while he was still praying, the angel Gabriel interrupted his prayer and came and answered his prayer. But even then, it was only approximately three minutes. If you read from verse 3 down through verse 19, it takes two to three minutes. And in three minutes or less, Gabriel showed up. But when Gabriel came, he says, at the beginning of thy supplications, God gave a command. And it took about three minutes from when God gave the command for there to be a physical answer. And this blows a lot of thinking that people have, that people think that if God wills something, it just, boom, it happens. There is no such thing as time, space, distance in the spiritual realm. You can't prove that from Scripture. That's something that people just come up with, that there is no such thing as limitations. There's nothing like distance with God. I don't know what it was that took Gabriel three minutes from the time God told him to go answer Daniel's prayer until he showed up. I don't know what the problem was, but it's not a problem to me. Just to know that God is faithful, and if it did take three minutes for Daniel to cover, you know, tens of millions of light years, it's not a problem with me. I mean, not Daniel, but Gabriel. It took him that long to travel that distance and come answer Daniel's prayer. But it establishes a precedent, and that is that God spoke before there was a physical proof in the natural realm that God had done anything. Then in the 10th chapter, Daniel prayed a second prayer. And this time he went three weeks before an angelic messenger appeared unto him and gave him his answer. So here's a contrast. Three minutes in the ninth chapter, three weeks in the 10th chapter. And yet when this messenger finally spoke unto him, he said in verse 12, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you did set thine heart to understand and chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. So this is important that you understand this. Some people will say, why did God answer Daniel's prayer in three minutes in the ninth chapter and three weeks in the tenth chapter? Or you could say it this way. Why did God answer my prayer so quickly over here? And then this time it just seems like it's dragging on and I haven't seen a manifestation. Why did God do that? The question is all wrong. Because what you're saying is you think that if you don't see a physical manifestation, it's because God hadn't done anything. You're assuming that the moment God speaks, then boom, it just happens and there is no resistance. That is not what the scriptures here are revealing. That's an invalid question. God wasn't the variable. 
This messenger said from the first day that you set your heart to seek the Lord, God commanded him and he came to give the answer. So God was the same in both instances. The time difference of three minutes and three weeks was not God. It wasn't God that was the variable. Oh, this is so important. If you don't understand this, you're going to sit there and when you pray, like say, for instance, you pray for a person to be healed and if they go ahead and die, you're going to have the thought, well, God didn't answer my prayer. Why, why do you say that? Well, because he died. Is it possible that God answered your prayer? God released the power and for whatever reason, I'm going to give you a reason right here, but there's multiple reasons. If for some reason God commanded it, but maybe it didn't come to pass because Satan hindered it, because the person wavered in their faith because of all of these other things. I'm presenting to you that God spoke right here. And one time it only took three minutes for what God said to come into physical manifestation. The other time it took three weeks, but God spoke instantly in both instances from our perspective, from looking at things just in the natural realm. It looks like God answered one prayer in three minutes and the other prayer in three weeks, but that's not true. God answered both prayers instantly. I'm saying to you that God has answered every biblical prayer, every prayer that was based on truth of God's Word. Every time you believe, God has answered every person's prayer instantly. But that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to see an instant manifestation. And if it takes a period of time, which I'm going to be explaining some of the reasons it took time here in the 10th chapter, if it does take a period of time from when you say amen and you say there it is, and if you don't understand what I'm talking about, then you're going to get into unbelief. And the moment you start doubting and say, well, God, why didn't you answer my prayer? You just switched off the switch of faith. You stopped. God has to flow through your faith. God uses your faith. He does not move independent of people. God flows through people. It says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Often people will just leave off that last phrase and they'll just say, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. That's not a true statement. You have to put with it according to the power that works in us. God flows through us. And if you quit believing, then you stop the power of God. That's an amazing statement, but that is absolutely true. Daniel prayed a prayer and this messenger says from the first day God sent him, but it took 21 days for him to break through the opposition of the devil and to bring it into physical manifestation. If Daniel would have quit on the 20th day and if he would have said, well, last time I prayed and in three minutes I got my prayer answered. This time I've been at it for nearly three weeks. I quit. God's not going to answer this prayer. If he had turned off the switch of faith, even though all of this tremendous activity would have been happening in the spiritual realm, it never would have broken through into the physical realm because God answers our prayers according to the power that works in us. And if that power in us quits working, it stops the flow of God's power. So from the human perspective, if Daniel had quit on the 20th day, from the way he looked at things, it would have looked like, well, God just chose not to answer this prayer. But we know from Scripture that God did answer it. God spoke. The messenger was sent 
BUT IT TOOK 21 DAYS BEFORE THE ANSWER CAME THROUGH. WHAT WAS THE HINDRANCE? LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 13. GOING BACK TO VERSE 12 FIRST, HE SAYS, FROM THE FIRST DAY THAT YOU DID SET YOUR HEART TO UNDERSTAND AND TO CHASTEN THYSELF BEFORE THY GOD, THY WORDS WERE HEARD, AND I AM COME FOR THY WORDS. VERSE 13, BUT THE PRINCE OF THE KINGDOM OF PERSIA WITHSTOOD ME ONE IN 20 DAYS, BUT LO, MICHAEL, ONE OF THE CHIEF PRINCES, CAME TO HELP ME, AND I REMAINED THERE WITH THE KINGS OF PERSIA. AND SO HE'S SAYING THAT THERE WAS A DEMONIC OPPOSITION. I'M NOT GOING TO TAKE THE TIME TO PROVE THIS, BUT IF YOU COMPARE THIS WITH EZEKIEL CHAPTER 28, ISAIAH CHAPTER 14, YOU'LL SEE THAT SATAN IS OFTEN REFERRED TO BY THE NAMES OF PEOPLE THAT HE USES. LIKE, FOR INSTANCE, ISAIAH 14, IT TALKS ABOUT THE PRINCE OF BABYLON AND STUFF, AND IT'S ACTUALLY TALKING ABOUT SATAN. IT SAYS RIGHT THERE IN ISAIAH 14, IT CALLS HIM LUCIFER, AND YET IT REFERRED TO HIM AS THE PRINCE OF BABYLON. AND SO THIS IS TALKING ABOUT THE DEMONIC POWER THAT WAS OPERATING. THERE ARE, YOU KNOW, PAUL SAID THIS IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 6, THAT WE DON'T WRESTLE AGAINST FLESH AND BLOOD, BUT AGAINST PRINCIPALITIES, POWERS, RULERS OF DARKNESS, AGAINST SPIRITUAL WICKEDNESS IN HIGH PLACES. THERE IS A HIERARCHY OF DEMONIC STUFF. THERE ARE PRINCIPALITIES AND POWERS. THERE ARE DIFFERENT LEVELS OF INFLUENCE. AND THIS WAS A DEMON THAT WAS OPERATING OVER THE ENTIRE uh, DOMINION OF PERSIA. AND THIS DEMONIC POWER WAS FIGHTING AGAINST THE MESSENGER THAT WAS SENT FROM GOD. THERE WAS WAR GOING ON IN THE HEAVENLIES. GOD HAD ANSWERED DANIEL'S PRAYER INSTANTLY, BUT IT TOOK A PERIOD OF TIME FOR THAT TO MANIFEST BECAUSE SATAN WAS FIGHTING AGAINST THIS PRAYER AND HINDERING THE MESSENGER THAT WAS COMING TO ANSWER DANIEL'S PRAYER. SO SEE, THE REASON THAT DANIEL'S PRAYER TOOK THREE WEEKS IN THE 10TH CHAPTER WASN'T BECAUSE GOD JUST DECIDED TO WAIT THREE WEEKS OR WAS DOING SOMETHING ELSE AND WAS BUSY OR DIDN'T PAY ATTENTION OR DANIEL WASN'T BELIEVING STRONG ENOUGH OR... IT WAS NONE OF THOSE THINGS THAT PEOPLE COME UP WITH AS EXCUSES AND EXPLANATIONS FOR WHY THEY DON'T SEE THEIR ANSWER TO PRAYER. IT WAS BECAUSE THERE WAS A DEMONIC OPPOSITION. YOU WILL OFTEN HEAR PEOPLE SAY WHEN SOMEBODY PRAYS FOR SOMETHING LIKE HEALING AND IF THEY DON'T SEE THE HEALING, PEOPLE WILL START SAYING, WELL, THERE MUST BE SIN IN YOUR LIFE. YOU AREN'T BELIEVING. YOU HAVEN'T DONE THIS AND THIS AND THIS. AND THOSE THINGS ARE A POTENTIAL. GOD IS NOT THE ONE THAT HOLDS SIN AGAINST US. IF YOU ARE BORN AGAIN, SIN IS NOT AN ISSUE BETWEEN YOU AND GOD. I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO EXPLAIN THAT, BUT I'M NOT GOING TO NOT SAY IT JUST BECAUSE I KNOW THAT MOST PEOPLE DON'T HAVE ANY REFERENCE FOR THAT. IT IS TRUE THAT WHEN YOU GOT BORN AGAIN, GOD FORGAVE ALL OF YOUR SIN, PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN THE ONES YOU HAVEN'T COMMITTED YET. GOD IS NOT IMPUTING SIN UNTO YOU, 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 5. HE IS NOT HOLDING YOUR SIN AGAINST YOU. GOD IS NOT GOING TO FAIL TO ANSWER YOUR PRAYER BECAUSE OF SOME SIN IN YOUR LIFE. BUT IS THAT TO SAY THAT SIN, THEREFORE, IS A NON-ISSUE? NO, IT'S A BIG ISSUE. BECAUSE ROMANS CHAPTER 6 VERSE 16 SAYS, KNOW YE NOT THAT TO WHOM YE YIELD YOURSELVES, SERVANTS TO OBEY, HIS SERVANTS YOU ARE TO WHOM YE OBEY, WHETHER OF SIN UNTO DEATH OR OF OBEDIENCE UNTO RIGHTEOUSNESS. WHEN YOU SIN, YOU ARE YIELDING YOURSELF TO THE DEVIL. AND EVEN THOUGH GOD IS NOT HOLDING YOUR SINS AGAINST YOU, AND GOD IS NOT FAILING TO ANSWER YOUR PRAYERS BECAUSE YOU'VE GOT SOME SIN IN YOUR LIFE, SATAN WILL FIGHT AGAINST YOU, AND HE GAINS INROAD AND ACCESS TO YOU THROUGH SIN. SO IF YOU ARE LIVING IN SIN, SIN CAN BE A WAY THAT SATAN HINDERS YOUR PRAYER BECAUSE YOU'RE COOPERATING WITH HIM. 
You know, just say, for instance, if you're praying for healing, let, let's just use this example that if you got back pain and you're praying for a healing of your back, but let's say that you're 100 pounds overweight. Did you know if you are carrying an extra 100 pounds around your middle, it's going to cause back pain and Satan can use your cooperation with him. Man, I'm, I'm getting into some things. I know people are going to be upset, but I'm telling you the truth. It is not just your genes that make you fat. The reason that you are overweight is because you eat more than your body needs more often than you need it, and it's wrong. The Bible lists gluttony in the same category as it lists uh, murder and adultery and things like that. Gluttony is a sin. And if you were carrying an extra 100 pounds, that would be similar to me. You know, I use feed sacks, 50-pound feed sacks. And if I had two feed sacks strapped to my middle, and if I had to walk everywhere and carry 100 extra pounds, and when I lay in bed, I had to roll over and throw these 100-pound sacks and stuff, I guarantee you I'd have some back problems. There are physical things, and gluttony and overeating and being overweight is a sin. I'm, God's not mad at you. God's not going to fail to answer your prayer because you are overweight. I, that's what I'm saying. God is, sin is a non-issue between us and God, but it gives Satan an inroad. You have cooperated with the devil and you are giving Satan a legal access. Lots of times, um, sugar diabetes and other things are, are um, diet related. And if you are sinning and, and you know that you shouldn't be overweight, you know you shouldn't be eating and you shouldn't be a couch potato and you should be doing things. And if you are just consciously, uh, you know, avoiding that, I don't care. I'm going to live this way. Well, then you know what? You have given Satan an opportunity to hinder. And so you pray for this back pain to leave, but Satan has a legal right to keep that back pain in your life because you've cooperated with him. You've enabled him. See, that's what happened right here. Satan had a legal right, not through what Daniel had done, but we live in a fallen world. Even if you were doing everything correct, so many of our answers to prayer are dependent upon other people. I'm going to give you some examples of this later in this series, but if you're praying for financial blessing, God is not going to just drop money out of heaven and give you money to deal with your thing because God doesn't have money. Money is a human thing. It's something that operates in this planet. But in heaven, they have gold and silver and precious stones, but they use it as pavement. They use it as foundation stones. There isn't a currency in heaven. And God's not going to counterfeit United States currency or whatever nation you live in. He's not going to counterfeit your currency. That's against the law. The scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, that God gives you power to get wealth. He doesn't give you money directly. He gives you an anointing, an ability, power to get wealth. It also says in Luke chapter 6 and in verse 38, it says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. God uses people. God flows through people. So if you are praying for prosperity, it's not going to just fall out of the sky. It's not going to just miraculously multiply in your bank account. God is going to use people to get His finances to you. And you've got an anointing to go out and set your hand unto something and prosper. 
But if you aren't setting your hand unto anything, if you're praying for prosperity and say, for instance, you're just sitting at home doing nothing and not working, you are allowing Satan to hinder that um, answer to prayer because God said he would bless the work of your hands. A hundred times zero is zero. If you're doing nothing, then you are enabling Satan. You are allowing Satan to come in and hinder God's prayer. It's not that God is saying, well, until you work, I'm not going to answer your prayer. No, God deals with us by grace. He's not giving you what you deserve. But we aren't only dealing with God. We are dealing with people. We're dealing with the devil. And you've got to quit cooperating with the devil. So in this situation, it wasn't anything that Daniel did that caused this problem. It was just a demonic opposition to his prayer. The prince of Persia, a demonic power, came and was fighting him and Daniel had to stand for 21 days while this war in the heavenlies was going on. But the point I'm making, and this is so important that you get it, that the moment you pray, God answered that prayer. Actually, for the New Testament believer, it's even better than that. For the New Testament believer, before you were ever created, everything that you ever needed was given to this earth through Jesus and the moment you made Jesus your Lord and Jesus entered in, he's got all of the wisdom, the joy, the peace, the healing, the deliverance, anything that you need, you've already got it. You don't even have to pray and then wait on God to answer your prayer. God answered your prayer before you even prayed it. Everything you will ever need is already in you. So for the New Testament believer, it's even better than Daniel. God has already spoken, but... That doesn't mean that it's automatically going to manifest itself in the physical world because Satan is fighting against us. And these examples that I've used, if you're cooperating with him through, you know, being a glutton, being overweight, if you're cooperating with him through not working and not taking the, by the anointing that he's given you and doing something he said he had blessed the work of your hand, Satan can use those things to hinder you. God's not going to hold his power back. It's already given. You're already complete. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 says that we are complete in Christ. You've already got everything. When you die and go to heaven, you aren't going to be infused with power. Your spirit's as perfect right now as it will ever be in eternity. Your physical body is going to change and your mind and emotions will change. You will understand all things. And so there's going to be a huge transformation, but your spirit is as perfect right now as it will ever be. God can't not give you something because you've already got it. In Christ, you've already got everything it is that you need, but you can't cooperate with the devil and give him a free shot at you and expect to receive the physical manifestation because Satan is going to fight against you. That's what he did here. The variable wasn't God. God didn't answer Daniel's prayer in the ninth chapter in three minutes and the and the the prayer in the 10th chapter in three weeks. God answered both prayers instantly. The difference wasn't God. The difference was the devil. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how the friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College are making a difference in lives around the world. Before hearing of Andrew Womack, Cindy Mazes underwent intense chemotherapy to overcome the diagnosis of cervical cancer. Years later, she discovered that the side effects from all the treatment would be another war altogether and decided to put the teachings of Andrew Womack into practice by speaking to her body. 
my body had to respond to my words again. I started to use the scriptures that I found in the Word and that I heard from the teachings of Andrew. And I started to walk in my living room just speaking them, blessing myself with them. It took me four and a half hours to do that, but I did it. Today, she is completely healed. To see Cindy's full healing journey, visit awmi.net today. Andrew's complete teaching titled, You've Already Got It, is available in a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. It's also available in a book and study guide in English or Spanish. Each of these products is available for a gift of any amount. Or you can get them in the You've Already Got It package. This package includes the book, the study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $90, but you can get it today for only $60. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd really like to encourage you to get this teaching that I've entitled, You've Already Got It. I've got this in book form. We also have a study guide, which is the same material as the book. It's just reformatted so that you can teach other people. It's made for Sunday school, Bible studies, and things like that. And then I also have CDs and DVDs that were taken from our television program. But this teaching on You've Already Got It is probably one of the most radical things that I teach. And when you get born again, He placed on the inside of you everything that you will ever need. Before you ever had the need, God had already made the supply. And that's what this teaching is all about. I've seen thousands of people set free through it. And I believe that this would really, really make a difference in your life. So check it out in book form, CDs, DVDs, or study guide. We also have this in Spanish, but please get this teaching on you've already got it. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Our helpline is closed today to allow our employees to celebrate the New Year's holiday. But you can always visit our website where you can order ministry materials online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. On our website, you'll not only find materials from today's broadcast, you'll also find a wealth of ministry resources available to you. If you prefer, you can order materials by writing us. Use the address on your screen. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I just want to thank you for being a part of our social media. We are seeing some great things happen. I just wanted to share some of these testimonies with you of things that have happened recently that we got testimonies through the postings that we put on social media. One of them says, I thank God first for allowing me to read on this page, Hallelujah, I was a Muslim, but by the grace of Lord Jesus Christ, He called me to become His son, and I am a born-again Christian. Praise the Lord. Man, that right there is awesome. Another testimony says, I was healed tonight while watching Andrew on Healing Is Here. I've had chronic back pain, been to many doctors, and have been taking medicine strength Motrin for more than 15 years. I am completely healed and free of pain for the first time. 
Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Andrew, for the healing word. So these are things that are coming out of the social media uh, ministry. And I would like to encourage you to be a part of this. These testimonies could be amplified many times over if we just had more people participating in it. So thank you for being a part of it. God bless you and share this uh, ministry with other people.